0: Welcome to Blessings in Christ, I'm Scott Roberts. We are also the Church of Christ, preaching the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, of he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Our lesson today is Fundamentals, Part 2, by Joey Fox from Beattyville, Kentucky. We hope that you enjoy the lesson uh, today, and please like us on Facebook. Thank you. Beautiful. Oh. shouldn't be saved. He does that. I don't have a book somewhere where I'm writing your name down that you've been baptized. Well, well that person's been baptized. Well, well I don't need to keep that down. No. If you're a member of the church and you've done what you're supposed to do, your name's written in heaven. In that book. I don't need to keep a record of it. You may want to keep a personal record, but I don't need to do that. That's up to you. That's, that's your, your calling. In 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 4 through 10, it says, Whereby are given unto to us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through love, and besides this giving all diligence, Add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather brethren, give all diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. That last four words is what we want. We don't want to never fall. Now we may sin and come back to the Lord, but we don't want to fall to the point that we can't get back. But we should be adding these Christian virtues to our life. Now, I will admit, being a fox, and, and I don't care, fox is just part of it, but being a fox, it's very difficult to do some of these things, to have patience and to have temperance. But we are to add these things. That means we're working on them continually. Continually trying to add these graces to our life so that God will be well pleased with. And they're tested on a daily basis, a daily basis. So this is the addition that we talked about. Well, we're going to talk about subtraction. Now, that, now, folks, I have ten digits on these, and some people say I'm need on my toes too, and that's the truth. Sometimes when you're working with numbers, you feel like you could take the shoes off and still get lost, but. It doesn't matter. What matters is what God has to say about this kind of subtraction. He says in Revelation chapter 22 and verse 19: And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. Now, won't that be a sorrowful time? If we get there and our name is not written there and our name's been taken away. Now that's the same as we was talking about. He's got an eraser that he can take it out easily. But he's also got a pen that can put it back when we do what we're supposed to do. But that's part of it. We need to be thinking about that kind of subtraction. In Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 11, Wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished, but he that gathereth by labor shall increase. Think about the, the material things in this life. If we're getting things by vanity, that stuff's going to diminish away. The things of this world don't mount to a hill of beings, but what God's laid out for us. In Deuteronomy chapter twelve and verse thirty-two, it says. What things soever I command you, observe to do it, that thou shalt not add thereto nor diminish from it. We better not diminish from what he's asked us to do. If you go on to go back to Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 2, he says basically the same thing to those same people. He says, Observe to do what I've asked you to do, and that don't add to nor diminish from. We can't take away from what God's laid out for us. We better do exactly what He's asked us to do. In James chapter one and verse twenty one and twenty two it says Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own sins. Now, that is a subtraction. If I'm just a hearer and I don't do, I'm subtracting from what God asked me to do. He asked me to be a doer of the word. If He asked me to work for Him, if somebody asked me to work for them, to do a job, to go out here and trim the church house, trim the yard, and I say, yeah, I'll go do that. And then I don't do it. I heard them, and I told them I'd go do it, and I didn't do it. I'm a hearer only. But if I go out there and I do it, and I do it the way that they asked me to do it, I'm a hearer and a doer. I heard what they wanted, and I did exactly what they asked me to do. That's all that the Lord asked us to do, is to do exactly what He asked us to do hear it and do it. And then in Galatians chapter 5, and verse 19 through 21. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murder, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before as. I have also told you in time past that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And you think about that. Those are all negative. Negative. But I think if you go on in that chapter, I I didn't take it down, but if you go on, He talks about all the positive things, the good things. And He says, of such there is no law. If we're doing the good things, there's no law against that. And we talk about it all the time. What's the law made for? The laws are made for those that do evil. The laws weren't made for those that will follow them. We are the ones that will follow them. We should be following The next part of subtraction is in 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 1. It says, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting wholeness in the fear of God. That's that's a lot of what's wrong with the world. They don't have the fear of God before them. But again, this is the negative. The filthiness of the flesh and spirit. Not just our spiritual, but we need to clean up our flesh too. Now, some of us may not want to take a bath every day. That's That's... Neither here nor there, but he's talking about cleaning up our lives, cleaning up what we're doing in our lives. And then in Hebrews chapter nine and verse twenty-seven, it says, "And as it is appointed unto man once to die, and after this the death, after this the judgment." We have a judgment that's coming. It's coming to us all. Now, death is a negative if we're not prepared. It's it's a sad situation, yes. Our loved ones, the ones that we care for the most, are going to pass. But if they're prepared, happy we should be that they're going to a better place. That they're going to this judgment, prepared to meet the Lord, prepared to meet the Lord. In Hebrews chapter twelve and verse one and two, it says, "Wherefore, seeing we." he just got done in chapter 11 of Hebrews telling us about all those that had been in faith. That they had used their faith and done the things that God had asked them to do without receiving a promise. They weren't able to receive that promise but without us. He gave a promise unto us that if we do those things, that we're going to run this race. We've got to lay aside every weight, subtract it. Lay that weight over to the side. And the sin which does so easily beset us. Sin does. Sin does so easily beset us sometimes. But we, again, there's that word, patience. We run with patience the race that is set before us. Not looking way out yonder in the future. Living right now. Right now. And doing the things that we need to do. In 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 1 and 2, it says, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and emmings and evil speakings, as newborn, newborn babes, design the sincere milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. If we'll take that milk, we'll grow to get to the strong meat that we talked about earlier. We'll grow. We'll continue to grow. I don't have a green thumb. I never have. But if you see something that's planted and you continue to do the things that you need to do to help it to grow, it grows and it flourishes. That's what the Lord wants us to do when we lay aside these things. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 and 32, it says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be. Ye kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, have forgiven you. He went to the cross, Jesus went to the cross for us. He went to the cross for us. And we should be tender hearted, forgiving one another. Now, you know how kids are. Kids will do something and it'll make you mad and then. Or upset, I should say. Maybe not mad. Uh, I use those words in a Maybe not mad, but uh, upset. And then in a few minutes, they, they may get upset when you say something to them. And they'll come back in a few minutes and say, well, I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. And just be so gentle. Think about that. That's how the Lord wants us to be. How He wants us to be. So, the next thing... Uh, Hope I'm not going too slow, but he says multiplication. Now that, that's a hard one when you're in school. They give you them tables, and you got to go through them. two plus two times two is four. And well, today it might be two times two is five. Who knows? But uh, that that's the way it should be. It's two times two is four. Uh, when I went to school, anyway. But in June, chapter 1 and well the only chapter in verse 2 it says mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied we should be multiplying those things having mercy one to another and peace and love generally and love one for another that should be multiplied then in 2nd Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 6 through 11 it says but this I say, He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he that soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he hath purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth the cheerful giver. Now that doesn't mean just to smile and give whatever. No, he says to purpose in their heart. Not to be grudging, and grudging is, I need to hang on to this, but I'm going to give it anybody. That's the way I take it to me. But of, and not of necessity. Oh, well, I've just got to give this. No, we need to have a purpose behind it. For God loveth the cheerful giver, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. For it is written, He that disperseth abroad, he hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both ministereth bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness which causeth, causeth through us thanksgiving to God. He's He's going to increase us. If, if we give and we do the things that He... I've thought about that for years. Uh, I'm going to get emotional, but I'll try to get through it. But when um, Dad and them ever did something, if they ever had somebody to come along that wanted corn or whatever they wanted they didn't give them just a little bit no they give them that and more that's how the lord wants us to be to be above think think of above and disperse abroad we should be dispersing this that we have abroad that God will multiply the seed. He gives the increase. He's the one that gives to us all things. Now, in Acts chapter 6 and verse 5 through 8, it says, And the same pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Porcius and Nacor, and Timon, and Par- Parmenius and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they set before the apostles and when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them and the word of God increased and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. And a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith and Stephen full of faith and power did great wonders and miracles among the people. Now this here was when they had a dispute between the Grecians and the servant of the tables. And they set apart these men and they prayed that they were the men that they needed. And what happened? The Word of God increased because they did exactly what they needed to do to make that work. So in Hebrews chapter 6, In verse 13-14, through it says, For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessing, I will bless thee, and multiplying, I will multiply thee. God, God can do a lot of things. And He will multiply the things that need to be multiplied. Then I looked back in Genesis, and I thought about this multiplication in this sense. In Genesis chapter 1 and verse 28, it says, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowls of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Now God gave them this ability to be fruitful and to multiply. Well, then you go over to Genesis chapter 3 and verse 16. It says they had already done their transgression in the Garden of Eden there. And it says, unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy corruption. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Now, Just in a short period of time, he changed from giving them one kind of multiplication to multiplying a sorrow upon them for the transgression that they did. And then if you look in Genesis chapter 26 and verse 4, it says, And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven, and will give unto thy seed all these countries. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Who was He speaking to? He was speaking to Abraham. Abraham and his seed. And he, what did the children of Israel do? All down through time they transgressed. But what did God do? He always wanted to help them and to multiply and help them. And what did they do? They disobeyed. They disobeyed. We better be careful of this kind of arithmetic. The last thing we're going to look at for just a few minutes is division. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, it says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We have to rightly divide what the word says. We've already looked at it, it says there where it was talking about uh, just call upon the Lord and be saved. Well, if you go on to read and you rightly divide, there's a lot more to that than just calling upon the Lord. So in, second, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10, it says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. He don't want division among us. He wants us to follow His word and be what perfectly joined together in the same mind and have the same judgment. Now, judging what we see and what He has asked us to do based on on the word, I can't judge your life because I don't know your life. But we have to follow the word. We have to follow the word. In John chapter 12, in verse 48 through 50. He said, He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words, hath one that judges him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me. He gave me a commandment what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. We shouldn't be speaking anything other than that because that will divide. We should receive the word uh, that He's given us and speak those things. In Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21 through 23, it says, Not everyone that saith unto